Roll it. Today, we had the power was out because, you know, the hurricane came by and we had tornadoes last night. And um, so we had electricity, no electricity for most of the day. And the electricity came back on, the AC kicked back on. And we were like, I don't care if the internet comes back. Like, we have electricity. You know, but normally if the internet goes out, you're like, dang it, the internet went out. I need the internet. But like, you take away your internet and your electricity, when the electricity comes back, you don't care about the internet. <laughs> like, the hierarchy of needs is powerful. It's powerful. <laughs> <laughs> and while yeah. I didn't have electricity and internet, I calmed myself with the concept and the idea that if I wanted to take a cold shower I could and I would feel refreshed and cooled down and clean so I was still able to lean back on well at least I have running water like (laughs) so you don't have an electric no thankfully no thankfully no I do have a generator though so I was able I was have I um have a generator so I was able to keep the the refrigerators refrigerator and the deep freeze going and then um yeah, so that was good. Are you doing with the hurricane? Is it affecting you at all? Yeah, it it um it came through at two a.m. last night, and then we the whole family hung out in the hallway from two thirty to three a.m. during a tornado warning. Uh, tornadoes touched down, injured twenty, killed one, wiped out a whole trailer park um, about twenty minutes away, and our neighbors' a big tree took out part of the neighbor's house and vehicle and um but we fared we fared good electricity uh, about um this morning when i woke up it was like seven thirty this morning i was getting the generator out and i was checking the news and at 7 a.m five hundred thousand people in uh, north carolina and virginia didn't have power but i think by tonight a majority of the people have their power back so that's that's good it wasn't too bad. Well, until you find out yet that, you know, the, the tornado thing is, is no fun. But, but yeah. And I just had to juggle things at work because I couldn't work. So For me, let me ask you this, Eric. You said that the, the whole needs model is important, but I also find it so discouraging because I think I said this on a previous podcast of how quickly we go back to where we were at before i don't know about you but now that you've had internets and tv and computers and everything back how quickly did you just readjust to picking up where you left off once things were settled oh absolutely like right away right yeah and and so even though this is what month five six of the pandemic as soon as things finally as soon as we get that thing whatever that mystery thing that's going to make things all better Mm-hmm. How quickly are we jumping back to what it was? Yes, yeah. I I think it. I think it it it's it's like waves, and kind of like and stages, and kind of like the stages of grief. We we go at it at different rates, and while it comes back, and I think the duration plays a big part. Like so, today apparently power went out. Blah 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 blah. It was a few hours. Like all in the encompassment of a day, right? Like that hasn't much of a, uh, of a, of an impact, but when you're talking like eight months that could turn into easily a year and possibly two years before even the remnants. Um, and, and I think also this is coming from the perspective of, of grown men, right? I think this is more impactful on younger generations. When I look at my kids, you know, the teens and twenties, or if you're in middle school and in, or in high school and you, you miss 
you, you missed like if this was your senior year and you didn't have your senior trip and you didn't have homecoming or you didn't have this or you know the scenery things that hasn't that has an impact that to a grown adult is like well that was like six or nine months of your year big deal but when you're younger that's a lot bigger chunk of your life and and a lot more glaring mile marker so i feel like and for, and for those that are developing that's true 100 percent. but in our day-to-day life and our struggles i mean i've had people that in the past have gone through something difficult as far as like being a parent and then all of a sudden their eyes are like wide open to it and the difficult part is, is our life is not in a vacuum of everybody's just going to accept you know, life as far as a parent is hard. I've heard many times where my clients or friends have gone through the struggle and they kind of just like, you know what, make sure you love your kids and hug them and, and hold on to them because there's a lot of difficult things out there. I had this happen, this happened, this happened. And then someone will post, yeah, you just need to get over it. Like, mm. The normality in that moment immediately happens. So for our kids that are getting ready in 12th grade to go through an entire year, not even just our people that last year that graduated and are going to college, so many of them are like, yeah, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. And how, hmm. how disheartening Yeah, that absolutely. I think it's important to be sensitive to it. And um, I, it, it will certainly have its effect. I remember, you know, if you think back to, when I think back to my grandparents who grew up during the Great Depression, um, a, a lot of people that had grandparents that age remember, you know, like a drawer in the kitchen that was full of like rubber bands, bread twisty ties, right? There were, there were things that, that were adopted during the Great Depression that then lasted their entire lives. And I can't help but think that we'll see a similar occurrence. I mean, we were talking about that as a family. Every time we see certain things happen in television and movies, etc., um, one of us will be like COVID-19 because they're doing something that you wouldn't do right now. Right. And so we, we've, we've talked as a family, we're like, it would be interesting to see how this may or may not play out in the media that we consume in the future. Um, I mean, we see that with, with, with technology. I remember seeing an interesting documentary, mini documentary years ago, talking about how movies, it was like a, it was like a, a, a study of how different directors were trying to incorporate text messaging into their movies because they were talking about how difficult it was. They, they had to incorporate text messaging into movies because text messaging is part of our lives and, and is an important storytelling element and cannot be ignored. But it was difficult to, you can't just show a text screen. Like it went over that. It showed the different ways and different directors tried to incorporate it and how some things work, some things different, didn't work. And, and it was very interesting, the analysis of that. And so I can't help but wonder if we'll see a similar thing you know, in relationship to the pandemic. Of course, the length of the pandemic will, will predict the impact and the lasting impact on our lives and whether or not it will have any kind of huge ripple effect in our art and media but an interesting thing to think about nonetheless well i think that we're seeing as far as like church stuff already uh the disconnect there with regards to for some people it's about showing up others it's uh, masks i i the one the one example that's a good hindsight's 2020 uh, if you guys ever listened um there's a really good podcast called twit um it's for people that love they're really really yeah Twit, this week in tech. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. 
Sorry. Oh wow. Okay. Cool. You you uh, you you threw us off with yeah. the word yeah. twit. Twit. This week <laughs> it's the acronym for it. Um, that's his company, and um, one of the things that he really pushes is talks about this conversation of after nine eleven, we put so many things in place to make sure that we could catch the bad guys. And for everybody that was cognizant of what that meant in our civil liberties and some of the laws that were passed with it so that are still in place now, people that were able to understand the meaning of it were like, yes, we need to take care of the bad guys. And then some of the tech people that did not actively go through it and, and people that maybe were alive but just didn't experience the horrors of it, they, they look at these things, these policies that are made, they wonder why are we still keeping this up? Because we're giving up so much of ourself, so much of our privacy, so much of the ability to have security for this sense of security, when in fact, a lot of times it's not actually helping because it's too much information that we're, we're ruining everything. And they say it's to help catch the bad guys. Why don't you want us to help catch the bad guys? When in fact, it's not actually the case, it's helping bad guys. But for everybody that was born during 9-11 that it affected them that way, it's not helping things. And so I wonder how that will be as well. Like our generation that has that meaningful thing, like you were talking about Eric versus people that did not get that experience, how that'll help them. So we're talking about like just the different reactions at different levels. Yeah. Um, Cause uh, personal society, um, nations, the world. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's 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 quite interesting because in um i think 1918 1919 the end of the first world war you had things like the league of nations being formed um at a global level um which i i think that was the precursor of the united nations um yeah and it was and it was a reaction to the you know the the world wars and etc and it's interesting because like in Sierra Leone they have been able to contain the pandemic very well and and that surprises people because they're like well that's not a wealthy country that isn't you know that you know this or that but the reason why is because they have dealt with so many more pandemics within their own country with like Ebola and some different things like that. It's fresh in their minds. And so they, they societally know the, the, um, the danger of it. They already have systems in place on how to deal with it because they've dealt with it before. And they've actually been brought into other countries to help them figure it out because they've done it. They've done it enough within their own country. Um, so to, to, to your guys's point, you know, having gone through that experience, they're taking, they take it more seriously. Um, so, you know, hopefully that will be the case for other nations as well. They will have learned from this experience and will be better prepared in the future. Because this, this, this isn't an isolated incident. This will. And I think that this is a separate conversation from what is right and what's wrong as far as that's concerned. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think that's, uh, Whatever's going to happen as far as our reaction to it will be there. I'm wondering how all this is affecting me. Um, I mean, obviously, I am thinking about the world. I'm thinking about, um, you know, my relationships. I've seen, I mean, some of the people that are so important to me, I haven't seen physically in the last, I don't know, five months. 
um, because of because of all this. Uh, the other thing that I'm just what I'm just thinking about at the moment is how is this affecting me mentally? Because uh, even today, I've spent. I mean, the the only person that I'm seeing um, has been Ingrid the last four 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 and a half months. Um, and uh, here and there, it's the shopkeeper. Um, I mean, the people at the at my local store here, uh, and my pharmacy, places where we've gone to get supplies. Um, and I've and we've tried to keep that as brief as possible. Um, and I found myself in some instances being worried that I'd hate the thought. I'd hate. Um, to think that I was somehow responsible for infecting someone. <laughs> and for someone who doesn't mind being around people um, physically, uh, there's a part of me that's wondering if I'm going to be more, um, um, I don't know, what's this, hesitant or apprehensive in just um, getting in the presence of people uh physically you know and and if we have an entire society being shaped that way um where we crave that human connection but at the same time we are we might be worried about there's this pull between you know being worried about um how's this affecting me or how am i am i being Am I catching something or am I giving something? And should I, you know, I want to be with people, but do I really want to be with people in light of all that? I mean, that just adds another layer of mental exhaustion. <laughs> just thinking about. Send us an email, podcast at church mag. And if you leave us a review on iTunes, we'll be sure to share it on an upcoming episode. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. 